Hello, my name is Pedro Millan. And my name is Jordan Green. Welcome to the Half Step to Life podcast where we enrich creatives and assure the potential artist in you. So, I would like to start off because this is our first ever episode, ever. This is our pilot episode. Really important. It is very important. Don't mess it up. <laughs> Don't mess it up. Uh, but, but uh, you know, as a pilot episode is, uh, I would like to say a bit, of, a bit of information. And Jordan, you can definitely go after me if you feel like. Um, so the reason why we came up with this podcast was because at first, uh, you know, I was lending to uh, leading some sort of conversations that I was having on my Instagram lives, as you know. And I was having conversations with other musicians and other creatives pretty much in every single field about different things, controversial topics that happen a lot, all the time. And then one day, I noticed one of my really good friends, Jordan, who we have here today, uh, was also leading a, a similar conversation to that called Coffee and Conversation on his uh, Instagram. And I thought, why not we merge our stuff together and create a podcast? So this is the, the creation of this podcast, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Now, as far as how we met, <laughs> that, that goes even farther, actually. Uh, we, so how many years has it been now? Oh, I, been I don't even know, three actually. Years? Three years? No, not, th not three years. Like, more than three years, actually. Four. Four, yeah. It had, it had to have been four. four. It's almost five at this point. Almost five. Okay, so wait, wait. So let's go back 20... You're saying 20... 16 2016 because yeah. i met you my first year at unf yeah i did meet you the first year yeah at UNF. wow yeah yeah so I, you could you could definitely start and tell we the story we are old yeah um, we are <laughs> we are old um but yeah so um i was it was my sophomore year at unf um my second year and pedro transferred in as a transfer i did um student i was redundant but <laughs> <laughs> he transferred in and um I think I think it was just that we we met we met over was it over dinner? Uh it was either over dinner or lunch. I remember us eating together. Like that was like one of the first things that I did uh because I, the only person I knew was a, our mutual friend Austin Routon. Yeah. So uh, I think we all went out to eat or something. Yeah. And then and then you had glasses at the time. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still do. I just don't wear them. That's the thing. Um but <laughs> for Yeah, sure. for the most part, I mean like meeting you over food. I mean, I think that's the that's the best time to meet um dudes, Definitely. really. Like meet people. dudes. <laughs> me, me, I think I think so. I don't I don't know. I don't think girls meet over like lunch. I think it's just like if you're eating and you're a guy, bro, like we're probably going to start talking about something. That's probably, <laughs> probably. what it is. Um, probably, but yeah, we met. We're both musicians. We're both saxophone players. Facts. You know, um, the best instrument in the world. That's true. Um, yeah, and that is that is total shade to everyone else. The, uh, absolutely. Um, but I, it, it's it's really cool having somebody, you know, that does some, you know, the same types of stuff as you. Facts. And really being able to get along to the point of, you know, where we are now. Yeah. But to think that we, because we didn't see each other for years. I mean, like. To be honest, it's been years since I had seen you. Right. Since like before a couple of days ago, it was That's mostly true. through Zoom and stuff. That's true. Because because the thing is, is that when like we we we're starting a business with this podcast, if y'all didn't know, and uh, a lot of the stuff that we wanted to do with this podcast is not only necessarily a podcast, right? Eventually, you'll be seeing that coming out in the future, mm -hmm. um, and uh, we'll we'll love for you guys to be part of it, you know, part of the journey and stuff. So, um, but this podcast is basically the impetus for everything else. Yeah. And, 
the the reason why Jordan says that is because like you know I I went to the Netherlands I was I was in Europe at the time I was doing my master's degree, and Jordan he stayed in Orlando because he lived in Orlando well Apopka specifically, um and yeah you know we would talk every once in a while you know but we were still good friends you know like it it, it didn't change like our friendship pretty much. Um, and as far as Zoom, it's just like business calls. Cause we yeah, need business it. calls. We had to get things ready, <laughs> man. Like, it took a lot of stuff to get here. The facts. But now we can do what we wanted to do, man. That's we can, true. We can really enrich creatives and assure the potential artists within you. Yes. So, you know. Whatever whatever artist that really means, you know, that could be like, an, a, you know, a graphic designer. It could be a musician, since we're both musicians. It could yeah. be a photographer. It could be a, a cinematographer. It could be really anything, really. Uh, the the most important thing that I feel like that would come from this podcast, especially the, which is aligned with our mission statement, is the fact that creatives can listen to the, us, uh, listen to us, hopefully, and be like, oh man, like I actually feel heard by these people because they go through it all the time, you know, like because you know you go through stuff, I go through stuff on, in my musical journey, and and we talk about it all the time, you know, within oh, yeah. our coffee and conversations, <laughs> yeah. you know, like just just things off the jump, you know, because at, at the end of the day, a lot of what a lot of people don't know is, uh, you know, we we have to worry about things like taxes, finding people to you know contract for gigs, like where are we gonna get our next meal? This, <laughs> That's facts. Things, things that are important. Things, they, very important. Things, um, like things that. that are really important. I just feel like it, it's just I, I the whole mission statement that we wanted to uh, bring about for everybody else. Pretty much, it's just that hopefully, like creatives, and in addition to creatives, people that were thinking about getting into music or getting into art in general, and you know, going off into that venture and hopefully developing the creative side of themselves like maybe an attorney that's like 60 years old and never got to do music or art or anything and they Mm -hmm. listen to us and they're just like wow i'm really inspired by these two young attractive men (laughs) (laughs) wow bro just plug in it shameless plug shameless Shameless plug bro it's the glow session bro we on a glow session that's what this podcast is bro yeah man we're really out here just trying to help everybody out i mean that's the big thing if we can help each other out we can you know shed light on what really happens as musicians we can get more people to do this absolutely just bring about the community, bro. Absolutely. Bring up the community. That's what we're supposed to be doing, bring man. Bring up the community. Bring it all up, man. Facts. Nah, that's for real. That's for real, though. Yeah, so I guess my first question uh, towards you, Jordan, is as far as, like, your importance within the community and that sort of stuff, is you know, because it's basically the foundation of our podcast, how do you think that you apply that to your life pretty much every single day? Well, I mean... Just thinking about the things that I like to do, the things that I enjoy doing as a creative, um, because that's where I really come in, you know, like talking to people, networking, really trying to bring bring about the best person that you can be, um, whether it's in the music world or anything else. I think that's what I bring to the table. So that's that's where I try to do my best with coffee and conversation, you know, this. Um, and even when I'm talking to people, just in general, like creative-wise, I mean, you know, hosting a jam session, right. um, and, and really just really just anywhere, you know, always trying to let that light shine, especially when people are feeling discouraged, whenever people are feeling a certain type of way, um, you know, and with those wants and with those with everything that I've wanted to do there, you know, that's how I've I've gotten to you know be wherever I am in the community, so. If I can use those things that I have now, you know, the hosting and all that other stuff, 
to really bring about the best in people. That's really what I'm. That's really what I'm trying to do, man. Word. You know. I feel the same exact way. Uh, at least one of my strengths that I realize is bringing people together. Like you know, aside from music, obviously, because for show. You know, for show. For show. Uh, so I feel like the the whole culmination of this podcast will be at the benefit to both of us interpersonally. Um, I mean, it's also business, so financially, right? But like, you know, also helping out others so that way they can see the value within themselves creatively. Mm -hmm. And we also bring about the value within ourselves as well Mm -hmm. as those people who enjoy to bring people together in order to do what it is that they do. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is that um, we are musicians, right? Right. But when you when you really start to look into it man creatives think the same way man that's so true people that create think the same way like that's it's facts. it's just crazy like whether it's an artist you know like a sculptor you know that medium of art or it's you know so like a somebody that plays the bagpipes like at the end of the day <laughs> like there are definitely there are definitely like similarities there's definitely like there are definitely comparisons that can be made for like sure long conversations that you can have about something that you don't even think you you have in common with them yeah you know creatives yeah. think Creatives definitely do things differently. And it's important, especially here in America, that the light is shined, you know? The light is shined. A lot of things, a lot of things, you know? A lot of things, I hate to say it, but like in in other parts of the world, you know, art is loved. People are in love with any type of art. Yeah. I mean, think about other, think about places like museums and stuff like that in other places. I mean, I remember going to Spain. Yeah. And like a museum, like to go to a museum, if you were a student, it was 30 bucks. Like it was $30. <laughs> that's true. That's fact. And then like you, if you're not a student, it's like 45 or $50. And I'm yeah. like, that's like a, yeah, that, that's like a, a trip to Disney. Well, half, a, half of a trip to Disney. Half of a trip half to, half to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's expensive, y'all. Disney's expensive. Uh, it's like, uh, like, I think the the entry to the Louvre, I got into the Louvre when I went to one of, with one of my best friends at the time mm-hmm. when I was in Paris, uh, free because I was a student of, of the Netherlands. So, like, they, they appreciate the arts for sure in the European Union. But, you know, I guess that kind of um, brings to the next topic of our conversation, which is pretty much, um, you know, we're talking about all this communal stuff and all this, you know, bringing people together and stuff like that. But one of the most crucial things that has happened to musicians and creatives in general within the past couple months, heck, the past even year, uh, is the pandemic, mm. obviously. Mm. So... My first question to you, Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Green. Uh, <laughs> I'm not Mr. Green. <laughs> you right. I'm not Mr. Green. Uh, uh, my, my first question to you pretty much is, how do you think the state of musicians is currently or is going to be in the future as a result of the pandemic? Well, with musicians specifically, um, in my in my like realm, you know, Central Florida, the Central Florida area. Sure. Things are getting back to a state of normalcy, but there are still some things that have been heavily impacted. Right. Heavily impacted. Right. Um, I think, personally, the, like a lot of musicians that I've seen are doing one of the following things. They're working in a new vein. They're working somewhere else. Like, right. for me, I'm, I'm a store manager. I'm a manager at a uniform store, and that's, that's facts. kind of what I've been doing. Like, I've been working, you know, retail for a while. That's facts. But I've, I got promoted to that, which, you know, thank God for that. Um, but other people are working as, like, at the post office now they're not completely gigging anymore some are teachers i've I know oh my gosh i've met so many new teachers yeah um uh they're doing they're living off of unemployment some in some cases um and then some of them and just in general are still struggling when it comes to it but 
but there are gigs now. There are definitely gigs that are coming up right. with the new CDC um, requirements. The new, the new one, the newest one that just came right. out about people that are fully vaccinated. Right. You know, people are able to get back into the gigging scene. People for are sure. able to start playing, even if it's you know not for as much money. Right. Um, back in the gigging scene. So I feel like it's starting to revitalize. It's starting to get you know, it's starting to come back to wherever it was. Right. Um, before in a little in certain ways but there's as far as like the state of musicians are concerned all together yeah. it's very slow it's going to be a very slow yeah. process getting back to being you know full time when for it comes sure. to gigs and stuff for sure you know? I think I think so as well like at least you know I've been in Miami this past year for the pandemic to live with my family of course and the same thing pretty much over there and it's a bigger city than than Orlando right um I mean, last time I checked, the population in Orlando right now is like 1.9 million or something like that, which is just about the size of of, of uh, Miami. It's like two or three million, something like that. And the state of musicians, at least over there at the moment, is that like a lot more creative funds are, are being built, uh, you know, by the by the government of, of Miami. Uh, and they're trying to facilitate creatives in order in this way to, to put on shows, to put on uh, you know, art galleries, this sort of thing, and a, and a bunch of different things, so that way musicians can actually get paid. You know what I'm saying? Um, be compensated for their art, rather. You know, so I feel like at the moment in Miami, I, you know, it could be completely different in like Minnesota or like you know, or heck, even New York City, right? Um, but I think I think people are trying to push it as much as possible. You know, in order to be. Uh, physically there for for their audience or for their art in whatever shape or way or form and people are trying to help each other out you know especially artists helping out artists like this is the period of time that i've seen uh, this is the this is the this is the time in my life in my career as a musician that i've seen more artists helping out artists you know and I don't know, like, is there any example that you can think of off the top of your head that, like, you you know, besides us, pretty much? <laughs> artists helping out artists. No, for sure. I think a lot of, I think um, a couple of things that I've seen, um, just um, reaching out for, you know, positions, especially in the teaching realm, the for teaching sure. vein. Um, I got um, hit up by a friend of mine or somebody that, you know, was a recently found friend about a job at, like, a winter, like, a music academy. And, um, you know, from that, I was able to get a couple of more students. And now, you know, that that academy is now seeking out students um, for me, which is absolutely amazing. Um, And I didn't know him from that long. I I played one gig with him, you know, got to know him, talked to him a little bit on the bandstand. And from there, boom, that. Um, Another thing is that, you know, when gigs are going around and this has been something that, you know, I did recently. Um, there was a gig I couldn't do, and immediately I knew who I was going to hit up. I knew it was going to happen. Right. And don't get me wrong, obviously, subs and stuff, it's a normal thing. But there was a level of urgency. Like, there was inside of me. I was like, man, somebody needs a gig. I know who it is that needs one or right. I, somebody that, you know, could use that. And from that, you know, from that point, boom, I had to, I knew I wanted to do it. I knew I had to do it. Right. Um, also, I think um, just providing resources. Sure. A lot of a lot of people around have been providing resources as far as okay, like musicians are like, hey, this is how you get your unemployment. This is how you do this. This yeah. is how you do that. Yeah, for sure. And then helping people with things that you've been doing a lot of recently, you know, of um, this idea of getting into production and, right. and really being able to produce certain things right. too. You know, people have been doing a lot more of this. Stuff. Right. 
The so. first the first example that you gave pretty much is like here's how you do this and here's how I've been doing this. I guess like the best example, especially within the jazz vein, is Adam Larson. Mm. Like that man literally put like so many stories on on Instagram like um, about like oh get your W two form you know filled out like in a fill in attachment so that way it's easier to fill out every single time you have a gig or like here are the assurance companies that you should probably look up like if you're a jazz musician or like here are the venues that you should contact like you know if you're if you're an upcoming musician like you know these sort of things and i feel like and he's not even that much older than us he's like his late 30s like mm -hmm. like it's just around the corner pretty much and don't say that <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't say that. Listen, don't, listen. Don't don't date don't date me. Don't don't, you know? don't date me. Well, well, I mean, not, that's not the right word. Don't age me. <laughs> don't age me. I, I didn't. Yeah, nobody I, date Jordan. Nobody date. Wow. Jordan. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm not gonna put it like that. You know, if any you know any ladies or any. I'm just, <laughs> you gotta put the sauce. You know, what I'm listen. Saying? Uh, shameless the, plug. Shameless plug. plug. Uh, but, but yeah, like especially artists within like the 30s, pretty much. I feel like uh, also have been putting out a bunch of stuff for artists like us, you know, because it's like, especially being, you know, you just got out of music school. Like imagine you're, you're 22, you're 23, 24, 25. You just got out of music school, especially in the U S mm -hmm. uh, and you're like, what do I do now? Like I've only been taught within this vein. And then all of a sudden it's just like, how am I going to make money? I'm living with my family. I want to live with my, like, you know, <laughs> I want to live by myself. Like autonomy is a thing guys. Autonomy is a real thing. Um, and do that sort of thing. And I want to be able to stay up until three in the morning to go to some jam sessions and stuff. But now I can't because of the pandemic. And then now I have to do a bunch of stuff. Like you said, like me, um, I have a bunch of problems. I'm not going to spill the tea on my problems medically, but like, uh, you know, for me, I was absolutely not like clear to like go out because of COVID, you know, because mm -hmm. it, it, it would affect me in, in a very, um, serious way, serious way. Yeah. So, uh, my thing was just like, like you said, was like get into the whole production thing, like cinematography, photography, like, you know, YouTube, like all these different things. So that way I have other avenues where I can still receive income. Obviously that requires a lot of work, but I've never been, uh, you know, a person to shy away from hard work. You know what I'm saying? So like, and that's also the same thing to say with you, like with the whole dentist thing, you know, it's just trying to like find other other ways of trying to monetize different things that you could do so that way you can fuel your art because yeah. at the end of the day you still are performing like at the, yeah. you still are performing a lot in mm -hmm. my it, like you're one of the you're one of the artists that I oh know. you're talking about me I thought you were just in general like yeah you like you're performing a lot you're gonna be performing a lot. yeah that, well that too mm -hmm. well that uh, just like using you as an example like in comparison like you're the person that's literally had more gigs uh, especially within in Orlando than most of the people I know within like New York chicago like la and that sort of stuff which is actually surprising because like you know people i mean man like like literally like in new york you got chris potter playing out in central park i mean that says something you yeah know? Like yeah chris potter is an amazing saxophonist if y'all don't know him check him out oh, yeah. um but like yeah, you got chris potter playing there. out in the in, in the park with like uh I, I i think it was marcus gilmore if i'm not mistaken in a park like yeah. like that's crazy to me you know what i'm saying and it's mm -hmm. like uh those guys are kind of anomalies because like their life is based around music oh yeah but i feel like one of the one of the things that we have to our advantage is that we're still young you know we're i mean they're still young too but like not as young as we are and we have the time to facilitate our energy within that sort of thing mm-hmm you know, for sure. 
And I feel like that's the most important thing for, for people to take into consideration now, especially since, you know, music, you know, it's, it's, uh, we're, we're, we're at a tough spot We're we're definitely in a tough spot. Moving forward, let's talk more about musicians, but in a little, a little bit of a different uh, way. Um, so the next thing we're going to do is something that we call That Ain't It. Right. It's one of our segments. That Ain't It is a segment where we bring up a current event that affected the life and or lives of individuals in a negative way and talk about what should have or could have been done to make things better. All right. And so the event we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> Wait, I didn't get my paper ready. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, it's my <laughs> Pedro, all uh, right, bro. I know, I Not know. getting your paper I'm ready. So, we said we're sorry. gonna do this. I'm sorry. Not I'm ready sorry. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you messed up on the pilot episode. It was the pilot episode. The second episode, like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, one more time for Pedro. Right, 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 right. That ain't it. All right. <laughs> all right. So, um, the title of this article is "These 126 Members of Congress Don't Think Musicians Deserve to Get Paid When They Are Played on the Radio." So to elaborate, basically, um, there is this this act. It's called the um, Local Radio Freedom Act. And basically, um, there was something written into it very recently, and it has to do with performers, right. anybody that's performing on the radio. So as of right now, I'm not completely sure what how much you know performers on the radio get paid. Right. But this act basically says the following. Congress should not impose any new performance fee, tax, royalty, or um, or other charge relating to the public performance of sound recordings on a local radio station for broadcasting sound recordings over the air or on a local radio station broadcast over the air local radium freedom act basically basically what that's trying to say is um as far as a performer of whatever you know song you're listening to on the radio if that performer is not the songwriter they don't get any extra money or any new money or they were trying to you know give some more money to those people right they don't get any extra money from performing. That ain't it, bro. So, so what are you thinking about that, Pedro? After just after just hearing basically about, about this article and what's going on with it. So, I guess my first uh, my first thought would probably be that, I mean, it's kind of messed up because, like, as you know, like you know, we have copyrights, performance rights, mechanical rights, different types of rights in order to facilitate musicians to get paid to some sort of degree, mm-hmm. and I think that's not necessarily within the best interest of specifically performers, specifically instrumentalists, you know, because like, you know, we were just talking about it before the podcast. Like, imagine like the the band Ghost Note. It's a great band. Check it out. Um, you got Mono Neon on, on, on bass. And imagine like, you know, Mono Neon, he plays in this band. He, he you know, gains financially from, from being in this band, period. So imagine like he his you know his group's song gets pretty much played over over the radio and then all of a sudden like only the songwriters and the producers get uh, you know the the cut pretty much but then Mono Neon what about him you know it's just like he doesn't get any money from that like he doesn't get any like contribution for that sort of thing which is kind of messed up and then also another point that I really wanted to bring up was that imagine if like because I know a lot of radio stations have like live performances like live concerts. Like imagine like what's the performance rights for that sort of thing? You know, it's like are we are we not getting paid on top of doing a live performance that we're not getting paid from or mm. getting paid a flat fee? Yeah. You know, so it's like it's 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 a really touchy territory, you know, because it's like, man, I'm I'm providing my my artistic value to this band or my artistic, you know, 
interpretation through the song or this performance or whatnot Mm -hmm. but i'm not getting compensated for that and i'm just supposed to do a concert for free or have my song that i'm putting my bass lines using mono neon as an example on the song and i'm not getting contributed for it like 100 percent. it doesn't make any sense to me 100 percent, man. because literally it's not it it's just then like what i know for a fact is that musicians, period, you know, creatives, this, like other creatives, like photographers and stuff like that could be gaining financial compensation for uh, a bunch of different things. But I know for a fact that musicians receive uh, most of the money that they get, especially when they're famous, through music festivals and like, you know, residual royalties that will <clears throat> get played. Like if like if they're like a composer or something like on a movie, like exactly, you know what I mean? Like, and that's a lot of money. Like that's a lot of money. But once you take that out of the equation, and then you only have radio to go based off of, and we're talking only strictly about performing rights. That's not a living wage. No, it's, it's not, not a living wage. It's like, not. you're you're basically telling the musician who's performing in that band that you're mm-hmm. not as capable, or your art or your contribution to the art isn't as important as the the person who wrote the song or produced the song. Yeah, and not to mention too. Um, I think I think it's, it's it's just crazy because what do politicians have to do with musicians? <laughs> like I know it rhymes, but seriously, like like and um and the thing is is that so many people make these decisions for musicians, right? And musicians don't really get to make the decisions for themselves. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, musicians are going to say, "Well, give me all my money," right? right? But right. at the same time, musicians have already been done dirty. Right. This happened back in the seventies. That's facts. This happened back in the seventies when it comes. I mean, let's let's go all the way back to um, uh, uh, radio. Uh, well, no, uh, music sharing platforms when they were when they weren't you know controlled. People were downloading stuff for free. You know, not right. paying any musicians for CDs or yeah, anything bro. like that. So look back into like the nineteen seventies when um, we had a bunch of different um, platforms that were selling music. Well, not really selling music. They were giving it away for free. Like you could just download content. You could just download a bunch of different songs, um, and it took so much money away from musicians. I mean, CDs weren't used anymore. Records weren't really being used. Absolutely. And from that point, like the idea of being a musician, the amount of money that you got plummeted. Then managers and stuff like that trying to take even more money from musicians. I mean, a lot of shady stuff happened. And then now these staying performers, these people that are performing the songs, they have beautiful talents, they have amazing things, yeah. you know, probably in the shed. Some of them just gifted by God, you know, be, being able to sing like that. And now even more money is getting taken or a money that they should have gotten, extra money that they should have gotten is getting taken. And it's like, man. Yeah. Like, <sighs> man, like I was just thinking, like we were talking about Jill Scott yesterday. Yeah. You know, like, imagine- a long while. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, bro, imagine like, you know, Jill Scott's songs get played a lot, like especially in R&B stuff, like, you know, as they should. Yeah, as they should. As they should. She's a great singer. Mm -hmm. Check her out. Mm -hmm. But but um, imagine her stuff like, you know, I know she she has she has producers and stuff like that to help her out with her songs and stuff because she's a great vocalist. So she'll sound great on anything pretty much. But imagine if she didn't write the song. Or produce the song and she had a producer pretty much have control of the whole thing and that's just maybe like for a track or two but they play that track on the radio and then all of a sudden she is usually like she is usually front and center within all of her songs like because she has a beautiful voice of course and it's usually on most of her projects like she's either solo or with like some sort of sort of like orchestral stuff so imagine that like 
she doesn't even get compensated for her being on her own song, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though it's like it's on her record. But even though she didn't produce it, you know, exactly. what I mean? so imagine that or in like and that's the same thing to say with like the 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 violinists like in her tracks or mm-hmm. like, you know, the bass players on her tracks or like the drummers and then all these like people that their songs uh, could be potentially put on the radio mm-hmm. like but they're part they're still part of the song you know exactly. what I mean exactly and that brings up another good point too when we're talking about radio we're not just talking about popular radio right we're talking about jazz radio we're talking about indie radio <laughs> we're talking nice. about christian radio we're talking about every every that's single nice. you know type of radio station right. and all this money that's coming in right. it's not going to the musicians that are performing the songs now don't get me wrong right. obviously songwriters are still getting their cuts and stuff like right, that which sure. that's a whole other thing songwriters right. still don't get their cuts on streaming platforms that's facts. but you know it's still this. It's still this thing where it's like more money is being taken away from the people that need it the most, right. and it's just crazy that it keeps on happening. Um, now, what do you think? What What do you think is something that could have been done or could have been you know changed about this act that would make things better? Or what do you think even now people can do to change maybe what's going on? I think that's some. I don't even know if there's anything that could possibly be changed to hmm. become because you know as. Art is part of the human experience, you know, mm-hmm. and that and that comes that comes as a reflection of somebody's educational level, their um, what they were brought up with, what they're exposed to, of course. And just having that into consideration is just like if you're not exposed to it, like from for a substantial amount of time, you know, I don't think people will will generally care, you know, that sort of thing. But however, I do appreciate, like like I said earlier, with Miami in general, like. I do appreciate that like there's like legislation or you know some sort of like in you know smaller communities like maybe within a state or like you know a town or a city or whatever that literally take it upon themselves to create grants to create funding to create like all these different things for artists like like in New York for example what they have like a bunch of different funds that a bunch of my friends you know as composers they pretty much signed up for and they were you know basically getting compensated for their compositions that they were making for this fun at the end of the day they had to make a composition right like and demonstrate it with like an application and like a horror portfolio and stuff like that but i can imagine it's the same thing with like graphic designers and, and like painters and stuff like this hopefully yeah hopefully i would assume um otherwise like if somebody has any comments please let us know uh but at least for musicians like i feel like uh certain states are are making it a bit easier in order to facilitate that with these like creative funds and like you know uh ways of finding money in order to make the in order to keep the art alive really that's that's very nicely put man and i will also go go off and say um just because of my own experience i think the power of somebody's voice still matters now i know in a lot of ways especially throughout the pandemic we've seen that people's voices don't look like they matter they do they have it has right it has one thing I will say is that sometimes change when it comes to things that are important doesn't happen in the blink of an eye. Right. I personally have been I've experienced this in a lot of ways, you know, in my own personal life, things that I wish could be different <clears throat> for me, things that I wish could be different for my parents and their forefathers aren't. Right. They haven't been. And it's messed up and I'm not don't even want to go into it because right. I mean it's it's a crazy thing, I mean, to think about. But I still think when it comes to things like this, especially with musicians, 
um, we can make a change in our own ways. One thing is to be involved and know about these things. Now, obviously, we'll bring things to the table. You know, we're going to bring things like this and other things that happen with That Ain't It and other segments we do to the table right. for you guys. Right. So check us out. You know, do it. <laughs> you, you hit that your follow, reason. hit that subscribe. Hit, hit, hit it, hit it, hit it. Do whatever you got to do. But yeah. um, even still, try to be up to date. I mean, NPR is a great source for, <laughs> for sure. information. Um, but also, like, news stations do talk about musicians if you look on their websites. Absolutely. You know, there are a lot of different places you can go and see things about, you know, new acts that are being put forward. For and sure. then from that point, contact whoever you need to contact. There are emails all over the Internet of sure. people that are, in you know, in power. They're, these people, even though they are congressmen and they seem to be so high up, there's a person that you're able to contact and that person's able to move forward. You're right. always able to get in contact with somebody that can make a change, so whether it's locally or even, you know, bigger than that. Right. And I think, you know, there's that saying that, that people say all the time that it's like you're 10 handshakes from away from somebody really important, you know? So it's like, and not even, and, and, that, and that's an attestament, that's a testament to say that, like, you don't know the pull or the power, really, that you have in your immediate circle in order to facilitate other people, especially within your own profession, you know? Cause like between you and I, like, you know, I'm a musician, you're a musician. We have like connections between, you know, Orlando, uh, me through like Miami and Europe and this, this sort of thing. And just like that have been part of our uh, coughing conversations and, and Insta live sessions that we've been doing, you know, uh, on Instagram and then helping us to check those out, uh, check those out. Instagram <laughs> in the description of, <laughs> <laughs> But, but, you know, this, this sort of thing, you know, like it, it's, we've, we've created this kind of like pool of musicians that we can basically pick upon, especially talking about topics that they are particularly like really passionate about, or, you know, bringing about topics that we think are really important that they could contribute to. Yeah. So it's just like being able to be aware of that sort of thing within your own circle and then bringing about that so other people can see it as well. You know, because like, I feel a lot of the times like there's musicians that are like, oh, you know, uh, I, I have a gig on Friday, but they don't promote it, you know? And like, they don't promote it or they don't- I've been it, guilty of this uh, too. You know, I've been guilty of it too. Everybody has been par like partly guilty of it as well. Mm -hmm. Nobody just like comes out of the jump, just like, I'm gonna promote my gig and be a business person. Like, you know- Nobody like, does. Nobody, nobody does. True. They're just like, oh, people wanna see me play. Like, that's, uh, that's so awkward. You mm -hmm. know, like this, this sort of thing. And same thing with with uh, with painters, and same thing with photographers that that they have portfolios like demonstrated for for people yeah. all over the place. One thing I will say about artists, and this is something that um, I host. I host obviously, you know that I host the jam session at Austin's Coffee. Yeah, um, killing venue in Orlando. By the way, amazing venue promotes art and music in ways that a lot of people don't, and and yeah. you know even some other things. But you know there are places where art can be showcased. For sure, Austin's Coffee is one of those places. Um, and with that being said, even for, you know, for people that do art or people that sculpt or anything, right. um, it's important to remember that there are places you can showcase your art for, for, um, you know, maybe, you know, musical theater people, there are different, there are different things that you can do even now right. that are going to benefit you. Right. Um, it's and crazy. I, it's crazy because like, you know, back in the day, like, uh, teachers would tell me all the time, like back in Miami, like there was like this kind of like, <clears throat> I was going to say credit union, not a credit union, not a bank guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, this kind of like, there was this kind of like list or office catered towards, uh, musicians, mm. you know, like, okay. like it was kind of like a musician's union, this wow. sort of thing. 
in Miami back in like the 70s and 80s. It doesn't exist anymore. But uh, my teachers that like, you know, went to University of Miami and like, you know, this sort of thing. The, what was great about that is that especially because, you know, it was like made by the government of Miami-Dade County pretty much uh, in Florida. And uh, like, you know, you basically go to this office and you're just like, hey, I need a gig uh, this Saturday or um, even more specific example, which is like, I'm a, I'm a saxophone player. I need a bass player for Saturday. Like I have to play a wedding. And it's like, literally, there'll be somebody at a desk, at least how it was described to me, there'll be somebody at the desk and be like, these are the, you know, bass players within town. Pick one. Here are all the phone numbers. You can call all of them and see if they're available. And here are people who are like specialized in certain, you know, things, kind of like a database of like musicians and that sort of thing. And that is amazing. And then like, but obviously that's not, not a thing anymore. But like, I feel like a lot more people, especially with the, with the dawn of social media, that like, you know, people have become more aware of the people within their circle who happen to be musicians and have been called to do gigs and that sort of thing. I mean, I've been called uh, to, to do gigs uh, just based off of social media, you know, and mm -hmm. that's kind of like I can attest to that, too. Yeah. And it's like uh, that's just only, uh, you know, as the result of you being visible. Yeah. You know, because uh, without visibility, it's just like nobody nobody will be able to know who you are what you do et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, in order to put that out especially with within a you know a government sanctioned area where it's not necessarily they're going to help you out you'd have to learn mm -hmm. how to help yourself and and just just to, just as an example watch this i can't see anything right see right yeah and like for for me you know it i act like this this hand over my eyes right now <laughs> Is like you not having an Instagram or any social That's media. That's what I'm saying. I don't see you. Exactly. And you know what? Because I don't see you, you don't exist. Exactly. Now, this wall, I can see this right. wall, but right. I still can't see you. But when you get to social media, <gasps> like all of a sudden, like you have so many things to see. Like, mm -hmm. and, and like I, your hair. Like, like, <laughs> 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 I mean, it's pretty noticeable. Right. You know? like, she's just like, well, look at this man. People always ask me, like, yo, are you like, Brazilian? I'm like, what? Brazilian? I'm Puerto Rican, guys. Uh, yes, yes, uh, but yes. like, what? That 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 doesn't. Uh, anyway, but um, yeah, it's just like being, and this. I feel like this comes from having a digital footprint. Mm. You know, uh, social media marketers they they say all the time like uh, having a digital uh, footprint all the time. You yeah. know, like literally, you must have a digital footprint in order to be seen like within your product, your service, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like. We're not asking you to get into like you know the nitty gritty of the business of of uh, you know the creative side, right? Uh, but I'm saying that like if you if you take a, a bit of time, at least like I do, and I know Jordan does immediately, um, a bit of time in order to take care of that sort of situation. Post a story, post a post, do a reel, do a TikTok, like whatever yeah. in whatever facet you feel like. And then people see what you do, they like it, they follow you, and that's potentially somebody that could show up at your concert or your your benefit or mm -hmm. your 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 portfolio demonstration, like yeah. like in a bunch of different things. And it could be tying it back into what we were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. a congressman. A or congressman. it could be, you know, somebody that somebody that can make, you know That's facts. Literally, I can't tell you how many times, especially people outside of music, have told me like, Oh, let me know when your first record comes out. I'm I'm so serious. Like mm -hmm. like I have heart issues, but like I go to my cardiologist. I have a good relationship with my cardiologist. And then all of a sudden, this cardiologist goes like, 
oh, you're a musician? It's like, yeah, I never told you that. It's like, yeah, you've been coming to me for like two years and you haven't told me you're a musician. <laughs> uh, it was just kind of part of my fault. Um, I didn't think he would care. But, but then all of a sudden, he's just like, when you put out a record, please tell me. Then the next day, like literally a lawyer that I had a, an, uh, you know, uh, I guess um, a meeting with, which happened to be my best friend, which I talked about before. Um, literally, uh, he's like, yeah, let me know when you have a record out. I want to buy your music like mm-hmm. to, to, you know, contribute, you know, to that sort of thing. And then like well, once more, like a lot more people uh, like contribute to that conversation of having like, you know, more musicians do more things, especially within different facets and different venues and stuff like that then it, it reaches a higher place and then at the end of, at the end of the day like you have more people listening to your stuff people seeing the importance within it and then you being actualized for your work your creative work mm-hmm. you know for sure i man i i i wouldn't even know how to begin like if you like just how to get your music or your art pretty much to a, a legislator period yeah you know, and just showing and I think a lot of times, too, is with acts like this one, you know, the act that came out that's really just taking money away from performers. Right. People don't understand the value of music, right. especially here. Like I was saying earlier, people understand the value, what it means. People get so de- desensitized to music and whatever it is right. that sometimes people are just moving money around. Oh, well, let's take it from here. Let's take it from there. Right. The people that, that are higher up not knowing how much it takes away from musicians, not knowing how much it takes away from people that are already undervalued <laughs> in right. general. And I, and I feel like that's kind of, uh, that's, that's such a detriment to, to artists in general. Like, <clears throat> I mean, an obvious detriment, right? But not only that, but like to the enrichment of humans in general. Like, it's like, how many times do you listen to music in a day, right? How many times do you see art in a day? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> how many times do you see literally acts of like creativeness happening within a day like humans were innately made to create mm-hmm. you know and when you take that away from somebody and then that's no longer an issue for you or of importance then it's like then are you really like fulfilling the human experience you mm-hmm. know what i mean so it's just like it's not only like a, a financial thing or a you know a business thing but also kind of like something just innately part of your nature oh yeah Oh, yeah. And then moving on that vein too. say this isn't the only act that comes out, say it's other acts, you know, when it comes to when it comes to fine arts. Absolutely. How many things in this room were created by somebody that had to take an art class? That's what I'm saying. In some way. What design? How many designs? How many pictures? Yeah. What What color? color? Don't ask me. I'm partially colorblind. I can tell you. Um, Jesus Christ. I mean, like, uh. It's true though. It's true though. I just I am partially clear. But even even still, even still, like there's so many things that art there. There's so many reasons why art matters, and it's and it sinks sometimes. That sometimes we have to ourselves tell people, "Hey, we matter." Right. It's just like, um, and that could also you know attest to like inspiration, Mm -hmm. like especially you know like I can imagine like an engineer or an architect or something like that. Like how many times do they have to like draw out schematics? Like, or like how many times does a, I don't know, like uh, an engineer like 
creating a dam like the 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 proper i don't know like angles of different things and Mm -hmm. how aesthetically pleasing it looks like or or you know how many people in the past like hundreds of years ago were inspired by just like the shape of a woman like you know these these types of things and literally being inspired by a multitude of facets you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. and i i just man you just you just can't deal without it i don't feel like you can't you really can't all that to say this creativity creatives we matter we do facts we do and when you take something for away from one one of us you take away from all of us facts we need to band together facts but don't 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 think that i'm saying anything that that makes it sound like you know i'm trying to inspire some type of type of protest no, or like no, any no. coup or anything <laughs> listen listen no we're, we we we're creatives we we, <laughs> we don't need to we don't need to be out here with like pitchforks or anything like no, that no, no, necessarily necessarily no, no. now if you take the wrong thing no, right, 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 it's right. on it's, it's on it's bro. on it's, it's on, on bro. bro you take around the wrong venue bro that's right we're going in bro that's right pitchforks <laughs> like like uh, uh like uh torches torches uh, bro. torches yeah like, we're out here. Uh, what is it? Uh, what What else do they have? A protest signs? A picket fence? Signs? Yeah, no, no, yeah, signs for like, sure, for sure. <laughs> Clever signs. Clever signs. Creative signs. Creative signs. They probably got a design on them. The graphic designer got to put on on them. Oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what? If they keep on doing it, then guess what? what? We are going to stop creating. Yeah. Oof. Nothing's gonna have shapes anymore. No more music. No more shapes. Everything's gonna be bland. Like <laughs> no more music. No more music. No more movie theaters. No music. No more no movies. Theaters. No more music. No TV. No TV. No no glasses because it, it, yeah, no glass. Yeah, think about that because there's nobody to design the glasses That's anymore. Facts. Exactly. No more contact. No more microphones. Lights. Lights. Nothing. Right. Or the fabrication of this room, really. Yeah, no more clothes. No more clothes. That's facts. Like, especially like fashion. You well, know? being made. No more clothes being made. You do have to wear clothes. <laughs> They're just not going to look good. <laughs> it's just, just going to be a white crew neck and like, we're all going to look like a part of the Clone Wars or something. Like, yeah, no new fashion. Nothing. No new fashion. Nothing. If you keep on taking stuff away, that's what's going to happen. All right. Creators that's, that's are being what I'm saying. together. Unfortunately, like, you know, it's, it's uh, especially within legislation, like I remember like the, the NEA. Uh, within recent years, it got disbanded, unfortunately. Like, funding got taken away from <clears throat> from the NA- NEA. And that was, and I thought that was terrible because it's like. Uh, the things we have to deal with, man. The, yeah, I mean, it's on a daily basis, and people don't take this into consideration. That's why we're, you know, th- that's the impetus of this podcast and mm-hmm. this pilot episode, pretty much. And I, I, people just need to realize that it's, it's, uh, like you said, it's a lot more important. Than, than people think and um, literally people can't go out without it pretty much for a day because you literally see it in everything. Everything that we're doing, everything that we do, music, art, um, fine arts, all of this stuff is inside of it. Right. And I think it's important that we start to embrace it more as not only something that we, we can use casually, mm. something we do for fun, right. but something that matters in society and for the growth and you know well-being of human beings. Right. And I think that's how we're really going to move forward. But that's what we're about. That's what we're we're about, enriching bro. creatives and then also assuring the potential artists within <laughs> It's our first one. Leave me alone. It's our first one. You know, we got to keep it, you know. We really do. We really do. uh, And I feel like my last point on this conversation pretty much is that within a piece of art or anything really, like 
when when somebody looks at a piece of art or listens to a piece of art, you notice that everybody I- interprets it in a different way, mm-hmm. and it's innately special to them. Mm-hmm. You know, like this lamp that we have right here for the lighting specifically. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it's it's you know has a nice light. Like I think it's you know very practical. You as a as also an artist or you know a different individual from different experiences, different background can interpret it as as like wow the light's really expressive as it like pops off of this white wall. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's really special, and it, it only further you know beating a dead horse here like that it's absolutely important it's, to, it's essential it's essential because like if if you're if if something was meant to be expressed or interpreted in the same way every mm-hmm. single time everything would just be white like a white crew neck in fashion um uh, one pitch and music like one color like the color blue like you know and that sort of thing within painting or just like one frame rate within you know, photography or, or cinematography. Exactly. You know, you know, so I just, I just think it's, uh, it's something that people should take into consideration for sure. And that's for the last sure. thing I'll say out on that. And I think I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I agree with you a hundred percent, Pedro. 100%. Thank you. I uh, mean, it's one- actualization. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man. It's been a lot of fun, man. I, I've, I really enjoyed this. Um, well, uh, thank you for listening. My name is Jordan. Sure. Oh, it's our first episode y'all it's our first episode one more time one more time for the people (laughs) thank you for listening my name is jordan and my name is pedro thank you for listening to the half step to life podcast and remember love is love y'all love is love (laughs) it's true facts all right Goodbye. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>